You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. A very happy new year to everyone tuned into tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us in this new year. Let's hope it's a new, healthy, improved, um, just financially better off new year for all of us as well. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And I'm Cameron, the cool guy, the coolest one at into tomorrow. Yes, we know. You're the reason everybody listens to the show. Of yeah. course, because I'm the best. <laughs> we have I'm s- taking the title. We have so many people that call in and say, uh, hi, Dave. Hi, Chris. And I have a question for Cameron. It's like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, which, oh, which yes. Fit, the last time a listener did that because he called in with some questions about games. And you and I know nothing about games. Yes. But at least we, had, we were able to turn that over to Cam. <laughs> if you guys want some more, I'm happy to help. That's true. He is the gaming expert within the show. Oh, that reminded me. I'm actually starting an Into Tomorrow backstage Cameron YouTube channel of gaming. <laughs> you are? Yes, it's just okay, called okay. Cameron Graveline. I'm wor- my first three videos are just Roblox, um, me playing Roblox um, of my own video game, of my own Roblox game I made. So if you guys want to go check that out. Oh, and I'm always open for you guys to ask me questions. So you can always talk to me if you want. Thank you. Terrific. And this week, a best of leading into three weeks worth of CES coverage. Complete with video, so you'll want to stay tuned to our site and check out everything and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss any of the coverage from the three weeks of three hours of shows. So we got nine hours worth of coverage coming up. Check it all out at intotomorrow.com. Daryl in Amherstburg, Ontario, listens on AM 800 CKLW. Hello, Daryl. Hi, Dave. What I'd like to do is to record a video of myself playing the banjo, as well as one accompanying myself on the guitar. Is there an app for my phone that can record split screen, aligning the tempo so that they would both match? I have an LG G7 One phone and an HP laptop with Windows 10. Well, Daryl, technically, yes, there is, but they will be a constant source of frustration. It would probably be easier for you to play both the guitar and the banjo at the same time and record that. And that's very difficult, obviously. But just imagine trying to juggle two video tracks, each with an audio track or two, on a small screen and trying to line up the audio tracks with the poor resolution that comes with dragging a finger across the screen. Yeah, your best bet will be to use that HP laptop with just about any video editing software that supports at least two tracks. Just transfer the videos you take with your phone over to your laptop and try any video editing software. Odds are that even the free and simple programs will do a better job than the apps that you can get on your phone for multi-track video editing. Smartphone video editing apps are pretty great at what they do well, but what they do well is very limited, and syncing audio on two different videos and switching back and forth will be a lot of work to be doing on a small screen. Yeah, but Daryl, promise me this. Whatever you end up with, you have me very curious, and be sure and send us a link or two 
of what it is you're trying to accomplish. I'd love to see it. Maybe we'll even post it. And uh, I think it's awesome. You want to you, you play banjo and guitar, and you want to do a song, and I think it would be neat to watch. Let us know. Uber is adding a new category to its list of ride-hailing options. Along with UberX, Uber Comfort, Uber Pool, and others, the company unveiled Uber Pet. The idea is to let passengers notify drivers when they're traveling with a pet. In a post, Uber said, This new feature lets you communicate to a driver that you'll be bringing a furried or even scaled friend aboard your Uber trip. <laughs> oh, jeez. We built this feature to give riders peace of mind. Now, Uber said that now passengers don't have to worry about canceled rides when traveling with an animal. The feature comes with a fee of between 3 and $5, depending on the city, and drivers get a majority of that fee, according to an Uber spokesman. Uh, without Uber Pet, drivers usually don't know if a passenger is bringing along an animal, and many of those can bring up issues. Some drivers may be allergic, and others may not want cat or dog hair in their cars. Now, drivers can opt out of Uber Pet if they don't want passengers with pets. But then, okay, but then can you refuse a passenger with a pet if they've not Uber petted it? Well, that's apparently the problem now is that sometimes the driver will show up and they realize then that this person has a pet. Well, I don't want a pet in my car, so yeah. cancel the ride and drive off. See, when you first started that story, though, I thought Uber pets, like, like let you rent a pet? Or something like you, you get an Uber to go somewhere, Uber pets, but I get it now. It's Uber pet if you need to travel in an Uber vehicle with a pet. It reminded me of a story I came across a few months ago. I think I even talked about it on the show where, where somebody actually called an Uber. There was a, a bird that was, I guess, hit by a car or whatever. So they called an Uber. They couldn't go to the vet, but they, say, they said, here, we're paying for this Uber. I need you to take this bird to this vet. They took the, took the bird to the, the Uber driver, took the bird to the vet, and they treated the bird. And it's going to be 3 to $5, it said? Yeah, which I guess you know would cover, I guess, cleaning costs. But And they oh. just say the drivers will get most of that fee, so we'll see. You know, yeah. you know, we'll, well, the drivers should. It's their yeah. vehicle, and they're the ones that are going to be sneezing if they're allergic to pet dander or well, something. And this is good, because if you know, let's say I was an Uber driver, me and my son are both highly allergic to cats. So I would opt out of this, because I can't have cats in my car, because we would mm. both be dying. And then, But then you wouldn't be obligated to pick someone up. That either that didn't say they were opting for Uber Pet, but suddenly they're trying to get in your car and they got a cat in their arms. Yeah. You'd be able to say, "No, no, no, sorry, mm -mm. call a lift." Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lift the cat. Yeah, and that would work. Well, see, then you wouldn't be able to pick up uh, Erasmo or Vicky if they had their well, they just cats have to or leave dogs. Their cats at home. Well, they can bring the dogs. Oh, okay. So that's not a problem. But all right, he's in, he's in agreement with that. Uh, Into Tomorrow wants to hear from you. And of course, using our brand new updated app is a great way to participate. Very easy. Or you can call this toll-free 800 number where I sort of hold your hand through the process. 800-899-4686. That's 800-899-INTO. That's what Eve did from Lewis. Lewis? Lewis? Lewis. Lewis. It, but it's L-E-W-E-S. It yeah, looks like it should well, be Lewis. Well, they just they didn't know how to spell. <laughs> it's Lu from Lewis, Delaware. Listens on 105.9 WXDE. Hello, Eve. Hi, I'm the caregiver for my disabled brother and 88-year-old mother. Wow. And there's times when I'm away from their home. It would be very helpful if I had some sort of a button that my brother could push that would send me a text message. And right now we use a walkie-talkie style family radio, and that works well, but I have to be at home or within the range of the walkie-talkie or have someone at home listening for it uh, to mm. call me. Uh, neither my brother or mother could use a cell phone, and we don't want to use any kind of medical button or third-party service. 
So I'm wondering if there's anything like that out there where it's a, a simple button to push that would send any sort of a text message that would alert me that um, I was needed. I appreciate your show, and I enjoy it very much. Thank you. Well, hopefully you will continue, Eve, because we're going to do our best. Because usually to do something like that and avoid any monthly fees, you'd have to build it yourself with something like a Raspberry Pi computer and push buttons. But that's not something you'd probably want to do unless you're very comfortable working on builds like that, uh, since it'll probably require the button, some soldering, or a breadboard, if you will, and a little bit of coding as well. Now, there is an easier way to go about this that would let you do this cheaply and without monthly fees, but it also requires some coding. Amazon now sells an AWS button that can be used to interface with their web services platform. Now, one of the actions you can set that button up to do is to send a text message with a predetermined message. You can even make it react differently if it's clicked and if it's held down, a different message can be sent. Yeah, now, again, the catch here is that it requires some programming. Uh, you'd have to set up uh, with Amazon AWS, which is uh, Amazon Web Services, um, an account and use their Lambda serverless platform to get it set up and working. Now, IFTTT, uh, which is for if this, then that, um, has a similar offering through their smart buttons from third parties that can integrate into their services, like the Logitech Pop. Uh, going with IFTTT would be easier overall to set up since there's really no programming. There's just set, setting up some options but you will probably pay more up front for the button itself, and it will likely only be able to send one message rather than reacting differently to different inputs on some of the buttons available. Yeah. Now, it seems to me, though, that if she went with the Amazon AWS type thing, that she could have more than one button. So if they could just tap a button that maybe says, call us, or, well, they can't work a phone, she says, but some sort of text yeah. message. But tapping a different button might send some other urgent message or some other problem to, to deal with. Yeah, because those I, I read about those AWS buttons, and they're, they're built on the same platform that Amazon used for their Dash buttons a yeah, while back. You remember which, that? If you wanted to reorder soap or something, you tap a button. And, yeah. yeah, so it uses that same platform. So there is some programming that you can do to make it do whatever you want. Yeah, but, Eve, we don't want you to get all confused though with the coding that we said basically programming but if you want to check with amazon and their aws uh, program you have to set up an account i know that they can walk you through it as well because they want to sell you the buttons and the service and see how that goes let us know what works out for you but of course stay tuned because our listeners are the best in the world especially at helping other listeners maybe someone else has some additional ideas and we invite them to call 800-899-INTO and say, I've got a possible solution for Eve and the button she needs. Um, or, of course, hold down the message to studio option on our brand new Into Tomorrow apps. Let's hit up Richard in Hero, Mississippi, listening on Super Talk, Mississippi. Hey, Richard. My Samsung Galaxy Watch just suddenly stopped working. This thing's probably less than a year old. Oh. It acts like it won't charge up. So I think maybe the battery is dead or something's wrong with it like that. 
Boy, don't you hate when your phone acts like anything, your smartwatch acts like anything that it should be a smartwatch or yeah. whatever? I mean, that gets confusing. But, Richard, your Samsung Galaxy watch should certainly last more than a year. As you probably know, they're expensive devices. Now, the good news here is that they do offer a one-year warranty. So if the watch is refusing to charge, you should contact Samsung as soon as possible and hopefully send it in for repair before that year is up. You can find an authorized service facility to take your watch to by calling Samsung at, cleverly enough, 1-800-SAMSUNG. Yeah, they should be able to guide you as to where to get the watch fixed and confirm that it is still under warranty, though their blanket coverage is one year, so it should be. Uh, We'll also have a link in our show notes at intotomorrow.com to Samsung's wearables support page, where you can find more information as well and put in a request for service. Hopefully that helps you out, Richard, because you have us curious, especially since Chris and I both wear Galaxy smartwatches, and so far so good. They continue to work mostly. Yeah, even though I use mine with an iOS, so I don't really get all the stuff that you get. <laughs> well, see, if you weren't an iPhoney, you could. Yeah, well, I'll only use an Apple Watch if someone buys it for me. Okay, there you go. So basically, you're saying if some listener out there with money to burn wants to buy you an Apple Watch, you'll take it and you'll thank them on the air? I like the Apple Watches, but I like my money more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Scott in State College, Pennsylvania. Welcome into tomorrow. I have a Samsung Galaxy S7. I like the phone, but it seems to run down on battery. I didn't know if I should just upgrade, spend the extra money and upgrade it, or get like a new battery or some sort of battery pack like when i go on vacation take a lot of pictures if you could give me your thoughts i would appreciate it and if you think i should upgrade or get a battery pack like which one do you suggest well of course for your phone chris would just say oh get an iphone but I would not say that. Scott, a battery pack would probably get old very fast. It's basically like carrying another phone on you. If the only reason you're considering another phone is the battery life decreasing, you probably don't need to buy a new phone at modern smartphone prices that can really kill you. Yeah, I mean, these days, Samsung's flagship replacement to the S7 will cost you around $1,000. A battery won't even cost you $50. If all you want is better battery life, you might as well go with a new battery. Uh, You may have to pay someone to replace it for you, but even then, you'll be saving a significant amount of money. Intotomorrow.com. Hey, here's an idea. Let's meet there. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663.
Happy New Year from all of us at Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And I'm Cameron, the coolest one. And it's CES time. Join us next week as we start our coverage of CES in Las Vegas and officially kick off your 27th year, bringing you Into Tomorrow. Yeah, well, it's actually our 27th year, but we get the idea. Well, we it's not some... your 27th year because you're only nine. Well, we've had some <laughs> yeah. listeners that have been listening for 27 years, so it's their 27th year, too. That's very true for putting up with us for so long. Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys so much for all the cooperative things you have helped with us. Um, and if you guys ever have need help or ask questions, remember, I'm Cameron. You can always ask me, and now it's my time. <laughs> yeah. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys.com, providing the 24-7 stream of Into Tomorrow at our website at IntoTomorrow.com and on our free Into Tomorrow apps, where you can also participate and win. Eddie in Akron, Ohio, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast. Hey, Eddie. Hey, Dave. I am looking for a program that could either be an app or downloaded on the computer that will recognize tracks on a CD I want to check out audiobooks on CD from the library, which I have, and I put them into iTunes, and iTunes does not recognize the correct tracks. I uh, was wondering if there was a program out there that would help me with this. Well, Eddie, that's really a tough one. Normally, if any program can read a CD, it should be able to navigate through the tracks. It sounds like the real problem is that iTunes may be set to join the tracks once it realizes it's an audiobook. That's the preferred option of many people who don't want to deal with maybe 50 or even more files each taking up or making up a chapter. Now, to see if this is the case, you can select all of the tracks, click on the options menu, and see if Join CD Tracks is selected. Now, if that doesn't work, just about any other software will do. Anything from the old Windows Media Player to Free Rip will probably be able to handle this job with no issues. You just want a ripper that will uh, consider your book to be an audio CD that it will then split into tracks. Yeah. Bruce in Ridgeland, Mississippi, listens on Super Talk 97.3 FM. Hello, Bruce. I just found out about y'all's show today, and I think it's great. Thank I you. I can't wait to listen to it every week. I was wondering Amazon Fire tablet and was thinking of going to an iPad. Would that be better and give me more capabilities or not? Well, Bruce, yes, an iPad or, for that matter, any other tablet is a better device, and it will give you more capabilities. The question is whether they're capabilities that you need or perhaps just want. For example, there are iPads that can do fairly heavy graphics work, but you may just want to watch videos and read some websites. As long as your Fire tablet is serving those needs, you can replace it with another Fire tablet for considerably less money than the price of most iPads. Yeah, now, if you're looking for a specific feature, an iPad may be the way to go. But if you're only looking for a newer tablet that performs a little better, a new Fire tablet or any other Android tablet, really, may be enough and cost far less. It's worth noting that if you're after extra capabilities, a small laptop, maybe one with a touchscreen, may be a replacement that is still portable, has a long battery life, but is capable of much more, and it may not cost you a lot more than some tablets. Harry in Port Huron, Michigan, listens on AM 800 CKLW, the information station, and sent us the following uh, email. No, he called. 
We love it when people call. We much prefer the calls. So, yes, Harry, welcome into tomorrow. Well, hi there, uh, guys. I've got a 4G Moto Z3, and when I pair the phone up to the Bluetooth keyboard, I try to pair it, and I turn Bluetooth on, of course, and I've got the Bluetooth keyboard on. When I try to pair it, it says searching for a device. It never finds it. I can't get the phone paired up to a Bluetooth keyboard, and I like to use the phone with a Bluetooth keyboard. Any of you have any ideas how to make this happen? Well, unfortunately, Harry, odds are you won't be able to make this happen. Bluetooth uses different profiles. The most common profile on phones is A2DP or Advanced Audio Distribution Profile, which allows the phones to output audio to your favorite earbuds and Bluetooth speakers, of course. Now, mice and keyboards use a different profile that some phones and tablets do support called HID, or Human Interface Device. We haven't found any mention anywhere of the Motorola Z3 supporting it. And we have found some details about what the phone supports, and HID wasn't included, but that's always trickier to judge, since uh, no lists ever say, we explicitly don't support X. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they're not going to tell you what they don't support. Modern devices try to make things as simple as possible for users, so if a Bluetooth device doesn't show up, it's usually probably because the phone doesn't know what to do with it, and that seems to be the case with your Moto Z3 and your keyboard. Intotomorrow.com is where we would love to meet all of you, and you can even get our free app from just one click when you visit us there. You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily, and it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com, that's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com, to start your free trial. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in technology, all sorts of consumer tech, including gadgets and gizmos and and products and services, just everything available to you today and into tomorrow. Our next guest is with a pioneer in smart lighting and electrical control and is launching a new line of Nokia smart lighting products. He is the chairman and CEO of Smart Labs, Rob Lilliness. Rob, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Great. Thanks very much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Where are you joining us from? The beautiful Seattle, Washington. Ah, very fine. So almost uh, the uh, diagonal opposite uh, from where we are in Miami. So the other end of the country in every sense of the word. So uh, glad to have you with us. And thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us. Tell me first a little bit about Smart Labs, since you're the chairman and CEO of that company. And then let's get into the new stuff to talk about. Yes, Smart Labs was really one of the first uh, producers of smart lighting and electrical control. And so we're a pioneer in the space. And because of that, we have developed um, over 50 patents in smart lighting and electrical control to deliver the most robust, uh, performant um, product on the market today. Well, then, and that sounds obviously like a good lead-in to, to what the, the new Nokia uh, smart lighting products are. So, first of all, what makes lighting smart? 
Well, so, uh, lighting's evol- evolved. Like, there's multiple categories. If you look at smart home, we have smart locks, smart thermostats, and the market has shifted from dumb or standard products to smart products. One major category that has yet to shift is lighting because it's been incredibly complex and incredibly expensive. So there are smart lighting. You can have smart lighting products today, but a smart light switch could cost you $200 or $250. So it's very expensive, and we solve that problem. Good. So the, I was going to say that becomes the issue. We, we talk a lot. In fact, we give away a lot of Wi-Fi light bulbs and things of that nature that people say, oh, that now I'm finally becoming a, a bit of a smart home with some of these things. But you're right. When we've talked about switches, they've generally been way too expensive. And people say, well, what's the point? Let me just put a, a smart bulb in if I can use one of those in, in whatever room I'm dealing with. Uh, so how was it that you were able to get the cost of switches to be more affordable then? Well, we what we have done is really focus on mass market uh, consumer components that go into our light switches. Mm-hmm. So that way we we it's in, in a way it's like Henry Ford. You can have any color of car you want as long as it's black. <laughs> yeah. So we've really focused on instead of, you know, some of the smart lighting you see today looks like something out of Star Trek. We've designed products, uh, well, I'll show you, um, that look very um, like standard products that you would see. I'm not sure if you can see that. It's a standard paddle switch, beautiful, um, clean design, as opposed to you've seen some smart switches with flashing lights and blue ones and green. This is really a mass market product. Cool. Now, of course, if you're like me and you're a tech geek, you like to see an occasional LED or something, you know, it just kind of gives you the warm fuzzies. But that's not what it's about. If you're talking about replacing uh, a standard switch like the one you just showed us, and for those listening on the radio, as always, you can come and visit intotomorrow.com and you'll see the interview with Rob and, and see what he's showing in addition to the video that we're adding while he's talking about it. A lot of times it is a matter of, I want it to look like it did, only be smart now and give me some flexibility. I'm assuming same sort of thing with dimmers. You've got those round dimmer yes, type switches exactly. as well. We have a beautiful dial switch. Uh-huh. We have um, also a, a keypad. So what's so um, incredible about the keypad is it can be customized. So uh, one of your listeners can go online, select uh, maybe they want living room, dining room, kitchen, or low, medium, high. Mm. They snap that out. They get the custom etching. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, says, okay. Yeah, now we can. Your, your, yeah. your camera focused on it somewhat. <laughs> and then snap that in. And they have a f- incredibly high-end switch and um, for a fraction of what you would pay with other vendors in the in the marketplace. Sure. And it now it's labeled, which is very helpful too. So anybody, even a visitor come in doesn't have to say, well, what button do I push to turn that on? It's labeled. Exactly. Just, just hit very the button. Good point. So Dave, we focus to make smart lighting also simple. So so you know, smart lighting in the past has been complex. People can't figure out which uh how to work with their lighting system and so what we've done is really focus on the mass market so if you want to control your lights via voice um whether it's google or amazon or you want to just control it via the phone or via touch it's all very simple so if you have a guest over or an airbnb they'll know how to um 
work the lights. And of course, that was going to be one of my next questions is, can we use our, I always use air quotes, smart speakers uh, to to dim the lights with the Nokia Smart Labs uh, devices? And apparently we can. And it doesn't yeah, have to be just yeah. one or the other. It's the two major ones. And that's what counts because a lot of folks have got one or the other in their homes these days. Absolutely. We've really focused on making sure that we interoperate with what consumers have in their home. That's really important because consumers want to make sure it works with what they have and also maybe what they have in the future. So our system really puts the intelligence in the cloud. So in the future, let's say um, energy management services. So um, there are companies that will pay you for using less electricity during high usage periods. Mm -hmm. We can easily turn that on in our smart lighting system should the consumer want to opt into something like that. I'm noticing a lot on your website, there's discussions about universal compatibility. Uh, and it kind of makes me wonder, does that mean it, it's helpful for folks that are uh, do-it-yourselfers? Does that mean it's better for the professional installers or maybe builders of new homes or that sort of thing? Tell me a little bit about this universal compatibility. Great question. So um, we, again, have focused on making it absolutely simple. So one um, here's one of our competitors. They um, have 220 different stock keeping units, meaning devices. So if you have, let's say, uh, a fixture that's an on-off fixture, but you buy their dimmable switch, the light won't go on. So what we focused, what we mean, it's kind of like a universal remote control. We will work with what you have. So any bulb type, so whether it's halogen or LED or CFL or incandescent, any fixture type, so if it is a dimmable fixture or an on-off fixture, um, any voice assistant, Google or Alexa, any location, whether you're out of the house, in the house, or you just want to touch the light, um, and any configuration. So if you have uh, a light switch that just controls one light, or it's called a multipole, if you have a light at the top of the stairs and the bottom of the stairs, they have to work together. Mm-hmm. For the consumer, there's one universal switch you plug it in and it just works for the electrician or for the home builder there's one switch so you come out to the the consumer to install a new switch you're guaranteed to satisfy your consumer as opposed to a truck roll back to the office oh i pulled the wrong switch so that that's a very powerful for the end consumer, again, making it really easy. We're chatting with Rob Lilliness, the chairman and CEO of Smart Labs, and invite you to visit their site at nokia.smartlabsinc.com. We're back with more with Rob as Into Tomorrow continues. Don't go away. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. 
Tell us the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. We thank you for tuning into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We're chatting with the chairman and CEO of Smart Labs about their very cool new line of Nokia smart lighting products, Rob Lillinus. Rob, I love the future compatibility as well because that makes so much more sense to all of us. You know, you want to make sure that whatever you're doing uh, is affordable, makes sense, and of course has the ability to, to be upgraded as necessary. And if things are in the cloud, it's a simple matter of a little software update. And maybe Correct. we don't even know it, but all of a sudden it's doing something we wanted it to do before uh, that Absolutely. you've been able to accomplish. Uh, Absolutely. I, I think that is terrific. Now, can these also uh, work with scheduling? Uh, you know, yeah, you can dim, you can turn on and off and that sort of thing. Can you set schedules with these uh, smart lighting products as well? You're coming home, you want them on, lights on or off certain times, that kind of thing? Yes. Yeah, so, so one thing my wife asked me to do is... Um, uh, in the morning when it's dark to have the lights just go on at 6 a.m. to a nice dim. Um, so, you know, no one trips going down the stairs. And then the kitchen lights turn on at about 20% of the dim at 6, 6 a.m. Huh. So it's it's a gracious way to wake up as opposed to you turn on the lights, it's bright. Um, or in the evening, you can even set your lights for your exterior lights, for example, to go on at about sunset. You can um, say sunset plus 60 minutes and go off at sunrise. So really automating the use and enjoyment of your lights. The other thing we can do is um, set scenes. So if you have uh, you want to set the lights at a certain um for like a dinner party or movie night with one touch or just say movie night, Alexa, turn on movie night, your lights can then set the mood. And so that enjoyment of light um, and is now just a, a click away. I'm glad you listened to your wife because it clearly can help many other people. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's a good sign. How does the uh, Nokia smart lighting dual mesh approach make a difference. What is that and how does it benefit us as a user? That's that's the most important thing, which is Thomas Edison really set the uh, consumer expectation, which is when you switch in, in 1880, when you switch the light on, it, go, it has to go on. A lot of smart lighting, you have this issue of um, dead zones, like with Wi-Fi dead zones. Yeah. So wireless only products, you'll have dead zones. So you know, the streaming of the video might stop or get a little jagged or, um, you know, you have issues with that. The other um, issue is you have the, um, you have physical barriers within a home. So um, wood, glass, HVAC, ducting. So being able to penetrate that sort of is the issue with dead zones. The other thing we do is um, we, the network satur can get saturated. So I call it the Thanksgiving effect when all the family's over and people are booted off the network. Um, with our dual mesh network, we communicate not only wirelessly 
but also with the existing wires in the home. So we're sort of the belt and suspenders of um, smart lighting. Um, so what that means is that when you tell Alexa or Google or, or your phone to turn on the lights, they will always go on. And we are the only ones in the market that have the dual mesh technology. I love it. And what a great analogy, the belt and suspenders of the, of the lighting industry. Kudos to you, Rob, and your team for, for working on that. Now, the most important question before we're completely out of time, what kinds of costs are we talking about? I know that you said you've reduced the expense dramatically. So can you give us an idea from what range to what range if folks are thinking of replacing some switches or dimmers or all of the above? Well, the 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 ranges are around thirty to uh, thirty nine to fifty nine dollars. But for uh, that, I think stepping back, it used to cost tens of thousands of dollars to have smart lighting in your home. Mm. We can do it for a couple hundred to a few hundred dollars. So it is a dramatic shift that now everyone can enjoy a high end, high quality, incredibly robust uh, smart lighting system for a few hundred dollars. Ah. Love it. N-O-K-I-A, Nokia, dot, smartlabsinc, as one word, I-N-C, dot com. Rob, you're a delight to chat with. I like the cool things that you're doing with your products. I'm sure we're going to have you back soon because I'm sure you're going to have even more things to talk about in your smart lighting products, among other things. So thanks for joining us. Thank you. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. Hello, Happy New Year. This is Into Tomorrow with Cameron Graveline, Consumer Tech Show. (laughs) Um, And I'm Cameron Graveline, the coolest person in the world. And I'm Chris Graveline, apparently not so cool. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the old guy, Dave Graveline. (laughs) I have something to say. Um, On Roblox, you got someone keeps on um, just, you know, trying to get me in trouble. So I accidentally keep on getting banned for a cup for a amount of days because someone keeps on reporting me for no reason. Oh, well, you got to watch that. Oh, At Zog0523. One reason you should not be on social media. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Autonomous, ergonomic office furniture that helps you work from home productively. Check out autonomous.ai. Orlando in Columbia, Mississippi. Are you sure it's not Columbia in Orlando, Florida? Could be. No, no, I think it's Orlando in Columbia, Mississippi, calling in using the Ask Dave button. 
at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Orlando. I have an abundance of old DVDs, and I may even have a couple of VHSs hiding somewhere. I was looking for a compact storage system for them where I could record all the DVDs, all my movies, maybe a hard drive of some sort that I could also connect to a television to play. Is there anything like that that exists currently? And uh, I also just want to say that the um, summer giveaway is like a tech nerd's Christmas wish list. I mean, I love the uh, items that are on there. But I enjoy your show and keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Orlando, for the kind words. And, of course, he's right. A lot of folks were saying, this is great because I'm winning stuff that I can give as Christmas gifts. There were quite a few items where I was kind of crying as I was watching the, the prize team pack up and mail away because I really wanted them under my tree. Yeah, but you didn't qualify because no. you never called into the show. No, that's true. Well, plus you can't qualify anyway. Yeah. But anyway, back to Orlando. Uh, you can store your media, of course, in a hard drive and stream it to your TV using a media server. The most popular free versions are Plex and Kobe, and you can set either one of them up either on a computer you already own, or you can use very basic and inexpensive hardware like a Raspberry Pi. Uh, Now, once you have the media server set up, you can control it using your smartphone by logging into the server or by using an IR or Wi-Fi remote, but an IR remote will require some extra hardware. The connection is simple enough. Uh, They'll just plug into your TV using a regular HDMI cable. Yeah, there are out-of-the-box solutions out there as well, but they're usually too expensive to recommend. For example, an NVIDIA Shield Android TV player sells for around $250. Uh, if you have a Roku player, they will allow you to scan local servers and stream the media files in them, so you can set up a network hard drive and stream the content to your TV via the Roku as well. Now, obviously, you'll need to rip all of this content, and for that, you'll need an extra solution, something like FreeMake Video Converter or Handbrake, We'll do that for you and won't cost you any money, but you will need to find a computer with a DVD drive or buy a drive first. Yeah, good luck with that because none are coming with DVD drives or any kind of optical drive anymore, but maybe you've got one stashed somewhere or you can buy a used one because that's all you really need. You can go to places like Amazon and buy a a USB uh, optical drive and Mm -hmm. probably 20 or 30 bucks. Yeah, very true. Joey in Dublin, Virginia listens on WRAD. Hey, Joey. Just had a question about... Microsoft Office Online, uh, I have problem trying to log into it because I changed my email address. also want to congratulate you guys for being on for as many years you've had. I, I just recently found this radio station and the program and enjoy listening to it. Well, thank you very much, Joey. But, Joey, it would be good to know what kind of problems you're actually having in trying to log in. If you change the email address that you use for Microsoft's online services, they should have sent you a verification email, and you should be able to use that email address to either log in or reset your password, for example. If you didn't change the email address, and your problem is that you no longer have access to that email address that Microsoft's trying to use uh, for 2FA or two-factor authentication, if you will, or to otherwise check that you are who you say you are, 
That's a problem, and you may be out of luck, I'd hate to say. Yeah, now if you're a paid user, you can try contacting support, and they may be able to verify who you are um, by using your payment method. But if you're a free user and you're not offered a different way to verify your identity, you may just be locked out. The processes used to verify your identity are there to protect your data, and if you don't have a way to access them, they won't have a way to verify that you are who you say you are. Now, as a last resort, you may need to make a new account with your new email address, cancel the old plan, and pay for a new one. Yeah. And amazingly enough, we've said it over the years on the air, it's amazing that Microsoft actually answers a phone. And it may or may not be somebody in this country, but give it a shot. Let us know, Joey, what worked out for you and how it worked. 